Okay, good morning, Shavua Tov. Today's daf is daf Nun Hey. Today's shir is Le'ilu Nishmas Miriam Bas Chaim. We wish Dennis a long life on the outside of his mother. Um, it is, I think, let's go. I know it's a bit far back, but we'll go um, from the Iboy Lehu on Nun Dalar Amud Beis 54b. Um, the it's <laughs> less than halfway down the, the Amud, but that's not too bad. Um, it's just a new point. The question that the Gemara is going on is the Mishnah mentioned that these were things that the Nazir, even though he might become Tomei for them, he doesn't shave. Uh, remember, by shaving we mean and to cancel his Nazirus, shave and restart from day one. That's it. So these are things. And one of those that the Gemara, the Mishnah mentioned was Eretz Amim if he goes into Chutzla Eretz. He goes outside of Eretz Yisrael. So that. We're going to just discuss that a little and, bring, and use our Mishnah to try to bring light to understanding this Gezeira that someone who goes into Chutzla Oretz becomes Tomei. Why is there such a Gezeira? And, you know, and interestingly, yeah, and then, but, the, but the one point is it's definitely only a Gezeira Drabonin. And that's why Nazi won't restart his Nazirus. Because even though he's Tomei Drabonin, you can't make him have to uh, bring Korbanos. Also, shaving a little, uh, uh, could be a problem because how can he shave if he's not really supposed to? So, so those are all... Those, that's why this is in the list of things that he won't shave for. But we do have to... We will discuss does he purify and how he purifies himself from his nizir. If you go into Chutzla Oretz, you become Tomei. Is it because of the airspace or is it because of the Gush, the earth? What's the difference? So firstly, I mean, Tosfos, interestingly, Nundalad Amud Beis, yes. Tosis explained this machlokes starting with what difference does it make? You go into Chutzoret, you become Tomei. What difference does it make whether you walk in there or you jump in there? What do you mean, like if it's the land or the airspace? And again, by airspace, we don't mean, uh, you know, that planes aren't allowed to fly in uh, there. By airspace, we mean just going into Chutzoret, being, being in the airspace. Why, why I'm emphasizing that is it doesn't see, it's not to do with the oxygen or the air of Chutzoret, it's just being in Chutzla Oretz. I mean, interestingly enough, I mean, well, I'm jumping the gun a little, but the Mephoresha says, discusses if the, when you go in in an enclosed thing, but there's space for the oxygen, for the air to come in. I don't think, most of the opinions don't seem to hold this literally because you're breathing in the air of Chutzla Oretz. It's just because you're being in Chutzla Oretz. Nothing to do with the ground, nothing to do with the literal, the actual air, but just to do, be with, just to do with being in Chutzla Oretz. But he says, but so, 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 so start off with what's the difference? At the end of the day, you're going into Chotzeret, you're going to become Tomei. So he explains as follows. This is Toysus Divra Maskil Eretz Amim Al Avira Gazru. Says Kagon Mahalach Beshira Tevul Migdal Gedolos Yosemimim Seah Shein Makamim Tuma. If someone gets transported into Chotzeret in a in a box that's larger than 40 Seah, which cannot become Tomei, so he's in a Tomei-proof container. He's in a wagon that's uh, closed off around, holds more than 40 sayah, he does not become Tomei. Well, yeah. So then, then he explains, he says, oh, I'll, um, 
Okay, so he gives different ways that he could go into Eretz Yisrael where it would make a ramification. Well, sorry, I should go uh, explain. What, what, how does it help to be in a container that's not Tomei? So he says, Chazal was stricter than regular oil because they didn't want people to go into Chutzlaret. It's just being in Chutzlaret. It's got nothing to do with the air or the ground. It's just being in Chutzlaret. And therefore, as soon as your container that you're in goes into Chutzlaret, you become Tomei. Perhaps Mishum Gusha Dafka Hamal Al Gusha Gosru or maybe it's specifically because of the ground, it's because of the earth. And therefore only if you form an ohel over the earth do you become Tomei. Again, you're in this container which is Tomei proof, then you're not going to become Tomei. Um, so that's the, that's the Machlokes. Is it the ground that is Tomei? Or is it... Um, or is it just being in Chutzaret? If it's just being in Chutzaret, then no matter how you enter Chutzaret, you become Tomei. If it's specifically the ground, oh, which Tosa says, the reason is because Amin, ah, well, I'll explain the reason soon, but if it's the ground that is Tomei, well, then it's like a cemetery. And if you go over a cemetery in a Tomei-proof container, a box that's larger than 40 say, etc., you won't become Tomei. So, so too, someone who goes into Chutzaret in such a way would not become Tomei. Why did they make Xayra that Chutzaret is like basically going over a cemetery. Either because of the marble that was um, um, the, the, all the people who died in the marble, they got buried in the ground in Chutzaret, we don't know where. So any time you're going over Chutzaret, it's a good chance you're becoming Tomer. Oh, we know that they didn't get buried in Eretz Yisrael. Hashem made sure they washed into Chutzaret to be buried there. Um, I think. Um, or the second reason, this I found quite airy and piercing, but because of the many, many Jews who have been killed in Chutzlaretz. They're sadly, they're mass graves and Jewish um, plots all over Chutzlaretz. Not necessarily in marked graves because of the Jews who have been killed there over the centuries. Um, yeah, I mean, we we know from the Holocaust, you go or the the mass graves throughout the the forests in uh, Eastern Europe and Poland and Lit- Lithuania and Latvia, all those countries. And I mean, we know it's how many people Stalin just killed, and uh, there were that was. I mean, that's more recent. You go back a bit further, and the pogroms in everywhere, and then you go a bit further, and the Crusaders. So literally, Jews have been massacred all over. The all over, and therefore Chazal said, you know, you go into Chutzlaret, you become Tomei. Um, the, uh, you know, I was re- recently reading an article of uh, of uh, decomposed bodies they've found thrown down a well, again, uh, a few hundred years ago, maybe heading to almost a thousand years ago, in a city in England, and they worked out that they were Jewish remains from a Thing that an incident that had happened there. So sadly, very sadly, very disturbingly, maybe it's a bit from under where we're supposed to be, um, but throughout uh, Chutzlaret, many, many Jews have been killed. 
Um, I was thinking also, interesting, why would Chazal make a Xayra that just to describe, I mean, obviously Eretz Yisrael is special, and the one told the Jews living together in Eretz Yisrael, but there's just an interesting idea behind Tumah, is what creates Tumah? When, do, when does Tumah come on something? And one of the things when there's a, when there's a lacking, a deficiency, so I think maybe that could also explain the motivation behind the Zaira, and it follows and makes a lot of sense. When someone goes from Eretz Yisrael, which is Kadosh, Hashem's land, it's where you can make a, can, uh, in some ways you can form a connection to Hashem in a different way to the rest of the world, um, in a more intimate way, and then you leave that, so now there's an absence of that Kedusha, there's an absence of that potential of spiritual development, and therefore, Tumu would take hold. So the Xayra actually follows the regular rules of Tumu. And if you look at that, an animal, while it's alive, can do many things. It can, uh, it can, uh, you know, help, you know, all these things. And then it dies and it becomes a Nevela. A person which has the highest potential, he is the hi- uh, human corpse, is the highest level of Tumu. And here this would follow on with that aspect of Tumu. Okay, but back to our question. So why is Eretz Yisrael Tomei? We brought two possibilities. Aviro Gusha, either because they just wanted to discourage someone going into Chutzlar, it's all they wanted, or because of literally the concern of Tumah, they decreed, they, they were said, the land is as if it's Tomei, like graves. So, now, so which one is that? So Tosh says, You sprinkle, to purify yourself from going into Chutzlar, you have to sprinkle the Paraduma water on your third and the seventh day. If you say the reason you're not allowed to go into Eretz Yisrael is because of the airspace, well then, why do you need a sprinkle? It's got nothing to do with Tumas Mace. It's just got to do with Chazal trying to discourage you from going into Chutzlar, so you become Tomei. But why would it require the same purification like a Tomei Mace? says, gusha, so it must be because of Gusha, the ground. And that makes a lot of sense. The Xayra is because you might be stepping over a corpse. You might be over a grave. And that's why you told me. So it makes, only makes, so our Mishnah that says that this person who becomes Tomei from going into Chosar, it has to sprinkle on the third and the seventh, only makes sense if you learn Gusha. Actually, I could say it's because of the airspace. And where did I teach this? With this that it said on the third and the seventh that you have to do that proper purification is on the rest of the list in the Mishnah. I'm not going to go through the rest of the list in the Mishnah now, but that's what he wants to suggest. Oh, hachanami mistover, and this is actually logical. Someone who, a nozir who becomes tabe from touching kalim that touch a a corpse. Do these kalim make someone... Who touches them have to get sprinkled on them. Shara, so must be on the others. And we see not everything. The mission when the Mishnah lists a whole lot of items, and then that make a nozir tome, and then it says, and he must sprinkle on the third and the seventh. That's not for all the items. That's for the relevant items to that, and therefore we have no proof for our discussion. Okay, so Lema Ketanai, top of Nun, hey, let's say it's a Machloikes Tanoim. Hichris Le'eretz Ha'amim B'shiru Tevel Migdal. If someone goes into Chutzla Oretz, the land of the non-Jews, in a different types of boxes, the Rebbe, you know, like some could be a wagon, some would be a box, etc. Rav, Rebbe Matame, Rebbe Yosef, Rebbe Yudah Mataher. Rebbe says, the person who goes in that way is Tomeh, Rebbe Yosef, Rebbe Yudah says, it's Tohor. Says, my love, 
ربی صاف همیشه مفیر رفت ربی یایسی ربیو رو صاف همیشه گوشت ربی سر مست بی that ربی holds the reason is because of the airspace that's why no matter what container you're in as soon as you're in خسار چی تامه ویز ربی یایسی ربیو رو holds it because of the ground so if you're in this container that's impervious to tumor then you're not going to become tame because you're not an ahel over the mace. The one says, Lord, not necessarily. You could say that everyone holds the issue of Eretz Amim is the ground. I we concerned that there are graves there. Mar Savar Ahel Zoruk Shimei holds a ahel that is moving is still considered an ahel. Mar Savar and Rebi holds it is not considered an ahel. What does this mean? If you're in a wagon, now the general rules, as, as we know, if you have an ahel over a mace and you're above the ahel, you don't become tome. That's why if there's a mace in a room and you're on the roof of that room, you're not going to become tome. So, but what's the halacha if that's moving? And that's the container here. You're sitting in a car. Let's just ignore what the material the car is made on. But you're sitting in a car and you go over a, over a corpse. So the car forms the ahel over the mace, and you're in the car, so you shouldn't be gantame. However, what if the car, do we say that applies if the car is still moving? If the car is moving. The car is moving, that we're suggesting that this is opinion. And, I mean, it's based on another uh, elsewhere, but that a, a, a moving atom does not act as an ahel. Of Vahotanya Rebiyos, we'll come back to where that's very practical in modern times. It says, Vahotanya Rebiyos, Rebiyos, but Rabbi Yosef Rabbi says if you had this box full of kalim and it was thrown over a mace, I it becomes an ahel, they're all tome. But if it was stationary, then they would be tahar. What do we see? Rabbi Yosef Rabbi clearly holds that a moving ahel is tome. So you can't explain, we wanted to explain that Rabbi Yossi Rabbi Yudah holds a moving ahel, is a ahel, and that's why if someone goes into Chutzlaret in a wagon or a box, he is tar. Whereas, we see very clearly, yeah, he would hold tome because a moving ahel does not count as a ahel. So, so, so you have to explain that everyone actually holds that. You're not allowed to go into Chutzlaris because just being in being in Chutzlaris is a problem. The airspace, the atmosphere. It says, oh, Mar Sovod Kivain de Loi Shrikha Loi Kosru Barabonan. However, Yosef Reb Yehuda holds that CERNs, it's, un, it's unusual to travel into Eretz Yisrael in a box or a cupboard or something like that. Chazal didn't make such a gzaira. And the other opinion holds that even though it's not Frequent, the rabbis still made the, the gzaira. Vaha tanya, as it was taught, you're going to see very clearly that Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Yudah makes this distinction of whether it's normal or abnormal. So he says, Hanichnas, in my mind, as you know, when you're driving on the highway and you see abnormal load. Yeah. So if someone goes in one of those into Chutzlaret, I mean, not literally because that's a normal track, so, but someone goes into that in Chutzlaret, he will remain tahor. It's not going to affect him, but if he goes in a regular car or something like that, then it's not going to affect him. So he says, If someone goes into Eretz Amim in a 
box, etc., he remains tahor. But karon, besvina, iskara, if he goes in normal modes of transport, a wagon, a boat, uh, iskara, I think, either a sailing boat or a ship, he's tame. So what do we see very clearly from this? That from this brighter, that, the, that it depends whether he's going in in a normal way or not. It's, it's a fascinating idea. This. We do know that Chazal, when Chazal came along and said Xera, we, we do have a general principle they don't make Xeras on unusual situations. Now, it's, it's interesting to phrase it like that because I would remember there are many Xeras around Yibum and I would have said Yibum's not usual so why should there be any Xeras? But firstly, I don't know if Yibum's as rare as we would hope that a person, a, a, a guy dies without children and his wife falls in Yibum to his brother. But even without that, I think for, for Yibum, what's normal? But either way, so for transport, for going into Chutzlar, it's what's normal. And therefore, Rebbe says, he says here, yeah, we do make Xayra on something that is not normal. And the other opinion says, we don't make Xayra on something that's not normal. Um, therefore, if when Chazal said, if you go into Chutzlar, you become Tomei, if you travel into Chutzla Aretz in an abnormal way, you don't become Tomei. I found that quite interesting. Um, yeah, because there's no such Xaira. The Xaira is if you go into Chutzla Aretz, you become Tomei, which means that if you go into Chutzla Aretz in a box, in a cupboard, and people carrying you in, you don't become Tomei. Yeah, because that would be normal. Yeah. Or a car or something. Even if it's acting as a wagon. So that's the one way of answering. E-boys, Oh, and then, but then I was thinking, what's the Rabbonin's for that to become Tome anyway? So, I mean, the Gomorrah phrases it as, they do make Xaira. Even though it's not frequent, they do make Xaira. Um which I found a little bit difficult. Wait, but don't we have this principle that you don't have a Xayra in such a case? So I was thinking maybe what it means. This I haven't seen inside, so take it with a pinch of salt. Maybe what it means is that once they've made a Xayra on the airspace of Eretz Yisrael, well then it doesn't matter. I'll, I'll express it slightly differently. Maybe you can phrase the Xayra slightly differently. You can either phrase the Xayra as you're not allowed to go into Chutzlaret. Therefore, it depends on how you enter Chutzlaret. How do you go into Chutzlaret? If you go in, in an abnormal way, or in a normal way. But if you phrase the Xayra as the air of, the, the atmosphere, the air of Chutzlaret is Metame, well, then we don't have that, uh, um, then... It doesn't matter how you enter in or not, just being in the atmosphere, the, the standard gazera is still there. Maybe that's how you could explain that. But there's an interesting question, why do Chazal not make, why is there this principle that um, something that is not usual, like Ozra Barabona, they don't make gazera. Is it because, what's the point? The gazera is to protect the Torah. The gazera is to... Uh, um, the, the, to make a fence around the Torah, something that is so unusual is not like what's the point? Like what, what's the need for it? 
to make the Xerah in, in such a scenario. So that could be one way. Another possibility, that's still quite interesting, is maybe it's got to do with the nature of making Xerah. If you think about it, it's quite a novel idea. I mean, many people are very uncomfortable with it. Chazal can come along and add to the Torah. They can change the Torah. The Torah says, you're allowed to go into Chutzaret, don't worry, there's no ramifications. Chazal come along and say, no, you're not allowed, or you, yeah, but if you do, you're going to become Tomei. Where do they get that power? To add to the Torah, to, ex- to strengthen that question. There's a negative commandment of Baal Tosif, you're not allowed to add. I'm not allowed to say, you know what, I know uh, my tefillin have four paragraphs, but there's this other paragraph in the in the, the Chumash that just resonates with me, and I want to put that in my tefillin as well. And I have five parishes. You're not allowed to add to the Torah. So how can Chazal come and make Zairus? So I mean, the Torah gives them permission to, but maybe it's in a very specific framework and structure, and for to I don't I don't to use a contentious phrase, but almost to keep the spirit and the essence of the Torah going even through multiple scenarios. Whereas if it's for a milsa de shchicha, unlikely abnormal, um, unusual scenario, well then they don't have that power because that's not um, maintaining the spirit of the law, the, the, the direction that the Torah wants to head in. Interesting way of looking at Xayra and why, why, should you or should, why should Chazal not make Xayra? That's not common. Eboy's Ema. Alternatively, they said, Here the discussion is in case he puts his head or hand out, a major, uh, uh, his head and a majority of his body out. That's what they're arguing in. For Hotan Yerbiosi, and this is as we learned from should maybe be to keep it. Consistent, he does say, Rabbi Yosef Rebuda says, you tahor unless you stick your head and a majority of your body out into Chutzlaret. So the answer is, um, Rebbe says, you tahor, it's just a gzaira. It's part of the gzaira. Ah, you, go in your, you, 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 you go in your car into Chutzlaret, even though it's an ahel, it's you, there's a good chance you're going to stick your arm out the window or lean out the window or open the door and step out. So you tahor as soon as you go in. Even though it really it does act as oil, and Rabbi Yosef Rebuda says, no, you tahor, there's no such zayra until you actually do enter the airspace. Um, interestingly enough, here yeah, it sounds like you only become tome if you enter, if a major, your head and a majority of your body go into chuslaret. See, maybe that's because it's drabon and it's more lenient. Because remember, we were discussing that sugya earlier about how can you come in contact with a mace through ohel and contact at the same time. So he says, because as you walk in, your nose will go in first and you'll become tome, or your big toe will go in first and become tome. It sounds like any part of your body that comes in contact with the ohel becomes tome immediately, almost as if you're touching the corpse. You don't have to touch the corpse with your whole body to become tome, just any part of your body touches a corpse, so to any part of your body enters a room that is a ohel, would also become Tomei. Something, uh, so here it must be part of the, here the, again, this leans to the way of reading the Xayra as, you're not allowed to go into Chutzaret. What's considered going in? We don't say if you put your hand into a room, you're in the room. We say only if most of your head and body 
are in the room is it as if you're in the room. Okay, one very interesting uh, practical gravitation that comes out from this is traveling in an airplane, especially for Kahanim, because they're going to fly over cemeteries. So, 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 inter- pardon? So, so there's, so there's a lot of factors that you have to take into account. Firstly, we generally say that metal does not act as a barrier between tumor, or that's something you can look into. Does metal act? Ramoshe Fanzin says, fascinatingly, and this might have other ramifications, he says that the airplanes are made of, I think it's uh, aluminium or something, but he basically says that any what we would call new metal doesn't have the status of metal. When the Torah speaks about metal, it's the metals they had. Uh, gold, silver, copper, bronze, and I don't know, stainless. I, I'd argue then that stainless steel. Okay, we have to ask someone who knows a bit more about steel. Um, anyone here into uh, into their metal? I'll ask my uncle. He knows quite a bit about it. Um, but the sti- um, modern steels, aluminiums, and these sort of things, which are new, says don't have the status of metal. So maybe that's one way of getting around. Does metal even act as a thing? And then the other problem is it's moving. If it's moving, does it even act as a oh, hell? That's what we saw. It's also that the bottom of the plane is where they put all the ladder. So you want to say, so, so it will go up into the aeroplane, up to the bottom layer, and then that will act as an oh, hell over. That could be a possibility. Because Again, you still have to be, you still have to be saying that it's acting as a oh, hell. Um, another factor... That's not true in a way. Well, so now you assume just a very large yeah. Yeah, but that's a very question. Yeah, how technical? How technical do you have to get with the plane? There's some who want to say that it's so far up, it is out of. It's out of. Airspace, yeah. It's out of, well, that's the one we're looking at. Airspace is airspace. What difference does it make whether you're 10 centimeters above the grave, 10 meters, or 1,000 meters? What's the difference? But on the other hand... It does make a difference. But on the other hand... Yeah, so so there is a concept that we say that um, tent fochim is outside of the Rishus. But maybe that's only the Rishus Harabim. Are you telling me that we don't say that um, if you're in a room with the mace, just make sure you jump two meters over it and you're fine. Do we? No, the whole, the, the whole room is, is... So you're saying that the tumor does go up to the roof and then spreads through the whole room. So that's why, so that's why I don't know about... That's why I don't know about um, I'm just trying to think another... But, but there is a fact that it, it's so far up that it is... I don't know how you determine where it's so far up is, but it's really out of what would be considered coming in contact with the mace. That's the whole problem for a Kohen to become in contact with the mace. At some point you have to say he's not in contact, uh, but that's uh, that you have to work out. I know, as I said, a few contemporary poskim, oh, not even contemporary, they've already discussed it for the last 50 years, but it, it is uh, discussed. How can Kohanim travel in a plane? Okay, next piece, we said that uh, the Mishnah listed all these tumors that a Nazir does not restart his Naziris. As soon as he becomes Tahar from them, he carries on counting from where he left off. And the days while he was Tomei don't count. So for example, he 
goes into Chutzlaret. So he was counting a 30-day Nazirus. On day 20, he goes into Chutzlaret. Let's say it's Mishum Kusha. He goes in, he comes back into Eretz Yisrael, he gets sprinkled on the 3rd and the 7th, he becomes Tahar, and then he keeps another 10 days. He carries on where he left off. He doesn't count the days he was Tomei for, but he continues where he left off. In that list, we mentioned a Mitzayra who was counting, and a Tzayra in his Gemurah. What's that? Someone who is a proper Mitzayra. Remember this. He gets locked, he goes into confinement if he's a sophic, and they check him after a week, and then after another, etc. But if he's a prophet, or after his days of counting, after he's healed, there's a whole procedure, whole ritual that the Mitzvah has to go through. For us, the relevant part is that he shaves on the first day of his purification. He counts seven days, and he shaves the second time on his seventh day. There is part of the, there's, a, there's birds involved and water and korbanos. There's a whole complicated ritual. But for us, the key point, we're going to focus on that shaving. And he only becomes tar after that second shaving, which is at least seven days after his first shaving. And then he's tar. So it comes along the Gemara and it says, Verse that the Mishnah says the days of Tumor don't count for him, that's specifically with the short Nazirus. How long is a short Nazirus? 30 days. We normally say short Nazirus 30. But if it's a long Nazirus, it does count. I, what Rav, um, he seems to be saying that by a Nazirus Mu'etes, where he needs to wait 30 days anyway for the hair growth. Because he can't, uh, he, remember the minimum hair growth is 30 days anyway. That's why he um, um, he would anyway have to wait time and not count those days. But by a Nazirus Merube, where he anyway has 30 days after he becomes pure again, he doesn't have to exclude, so let's say 100 days. And he was Tomei for seven days from day 50 to 57. Since he's anyway going to have basically, um, what's it, 43 days, over 30 days for his hair to grow, he doesn't have to skip those seven days. He can count those seven days and he would end up keeping 100 days of Nazirus as opposed to 107. Yeah, that's what, if it's a long-term Nazirus, in the middle of his Nazirus, he becomes a Mitzorah, then he is cured with 40 days left. You count the interim days. So that's Rav Chizda's Chiddush. Rav Chizda's Chiddush, this that we don't count the interim days, is only is almost not a result of being Tomei, but a, a practical result, so that he to make sure he has 30 days at the end. But if he has anyway 30 days, including his days of Tumai, sorry, he has, sorry, 30 days excluding, left over excluding the days of Tumai, he can count them as part of his Nazirus. So Sliki um Shravya challenged this from our Mishnah. Says Matchil Yad He starts counting immediately and it doesn't cancel the earlier days. I remember if a Nazir becomes Tome Mace when he becomes pure, he restarts. He could have kept twenty nine days, he could have kept ninety nine days of his hundred day term. He restarts from day one if he's Tomei Mace. He purifies himself and restarts. Now, our Mishnah says, if he's these others Tomei's, 
No, what does he do? He starts counting as soon as he's tahar, and it doesn't cancel the earlier days. So if he kept 10 days before, and then he became tame, you don't say he keeps those 10 days again. He continues where he left off. Now, now what's the case? If you're going to say we're discussing a short-term Nazirus, he anyway needs to wait 30 days for his hair to grow. For this mitzvah, again, remember, part of that list is a mitzvah, and a mitzvah has to shave. So even, let's say, he kept three days of Nazirus, and then he became a mitzvah, and by 14 days later, he was tahor. I don't remember the exact time frame, how long it would be, but 14 days later, he's tahor. And he shaves, and then on the seventh day, he shaves again. He's granted he's theoretically kept, how many days did I say? Whatever it was, 10 days, five days. He's still going to have to wait another 30 days for his hair to get cut. So there's, so what do you mean he doesn't start again? By default, he's starting again. So that can't be what the Mishnah is referring to. So El Alav ben Nazirus Merubah must be considering a long Nazirus. And it teaches that he starts counting again immediately. Aye? Not that, like Rav Chizda said, he counts the days of Tuma as part of his days. What does he do? He, the days of Tumah, pause, and he continues counting from where he left off. So again, according to Rabchizde, if a Nazir had a hundred, just to highlight it, if a Nazir had a hundred day term, and he became a Mitzorah for 14 days in the middle, on day 50 to day 64, according to Rabchizde, he counts straight through. And he will only, and then he'll keep after becoming pure, he'll end up keeping another so let's say 50 plus 14, no, 50 plus 14, that's 64. So he'll keep another uh, 36 days. That's he's done. Uh, again, his Nazirus only spanned 100 days. That's Reb Chizda. What we've just proven from our Mishnah says, no, he, re- he continues from where he left off. So he stopped at day 50 being a Mitzorah, and he kept 14 days of being a Mitzorah and purifying himself. Now how long does he have to keep again? 50 days. Another 50 days. What he carries on where he left off, that seems pretty clear from our Mishnah. As long as he's got 30 days here, yeah, well, that's what we're saying. It must be Nazirus Maruba, and he has to wait that long. So, no, he, he challenged it, but he, Rav Shravi actually gave the answer. But Nazirus Baschamishim Yom, the Yosef Esrin, the Isyalid Beit Saras. So, he kept um, 20 days, and then he got Saras. Magaler Tsarasa, he then shaves for his Saras. I had a Yosef Tlisin Yumim the Nazir, and now he keeps 30 days as a Nazir. The Ho Isle Gidusar, he has enough hair growth. Nazirus Ma'etes is not going on a minimum term of 30 days, it's going on a short term like, like, um, like 50 days or something. I that he has 30 days remaining. Then, as Rav Chizda said, according to Al Mishnah, the days of being a Mitzorah. Don't count as being part of a uh, of a nazir for any more than thirty days at the end. But for a proper nazirus murube, uh, if it's like really long term and he has plenty days afterwards to keep his nazirus, then it would count. So we've actually kind of split up. There's short term. There's middle. There's Minimum term Nazirus, there's mid-term, mid-length Nazirus, and full-length Nazirus. Let's do another challenge just because it's, uh, and then tomorrow we can try to finish the pairing. Um, 
We'll discuss later on where we bring this in, how that case arises, but let's take that for granted. So now when, what can he do? The problem is, remember, for example, if he's Tomei Mace, he has to purify himself before he can, restart his Nazirus, and he has to keep his whole Nazirus again. If he's a Mitzorah, then the Mitzorah pauses his term of Nazirus. So, but he has to shave twice. He has to shave as a, the first day of shaving, after he's healed from his Mitzorah, and on the seventh day. Added to this complication is that if he's a Sophic, then it can't override the possibility of his real Nazir. So just for example, if he's, let's say he's a Nazir, and he was Tomei Mace, and now we're not sure if he was a Sophic Mitzara, so you're going to run into trouble. When's he going to get in the second shaving? Let's just read it, and then I'll explain it. Oh, actually, let me explain it first. So for a Mitzara to purify himself, remember... He has to shave his entire body on the first day of his of being healed, and then on the seventh day he has to, or at the, a second time completely. Similarly, the nazir who is tamei mace only restarts his nazirus after his first day purification, and both the above nazirs, when they finish their term of nazirus, shave. So this, so so we've got all those shavings now. The issue we're dealing with here is if, a, if he's a Sophic, again, we know he's a Nazir, we're not, he might have become Tomemes, might have been a Mitzorah. So we've got to take into account those shavings that he has to do before he can completely end his term of Nazirus. So if... Um, it's fairly difficult, but I think the, 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 without getting into the details, I mean, I'm going to go through the details, but if you just focus on the principle, you'll see... Why, where are we going with this? And you'll, you'll get the idea on it. So, um, so let's say um, he has to shave himself, to pu- he has to shave to purify himself and complete his Nazirus. But if he's a proper Nazir, he can't shave. So if his Nazirus was, let's just say, 30 days long and he became the Sophic Tama and Sophic Mitzorah, he has to keep 30 days of Nazirus in case he is a Nazir Tahar and not a Mitzara or a Mace. So he has to finish his own. He can't shave early because if he, he might be a Mitzara, but, he's a, but he might be a Nazir, a regular Nazir. So he can't shave early. So he has to wait 30 days before his first shaving. Then, um, and then he shaves his whole body as a Mitzara because he might be a Mitzara. Okay? Now, to restart his Nazirus, he might have been a Nazir Tomei. And therefore, the Mitzorah, this that he's a Mitzorah can't overrun. Okay, if he was a, what would be if he was a Nazir Tomei? When he shaves, he can restart his Nazirus. So at the first shaving on day 30, which he's doing because he might be a Mitzorah, he's also shaving, he might be a Nazir a, a, a proper Nazir, a Nazir Tomei. Therefore, he can't do the next shaving for the Mitzorah after seven days. 
he has to wait another 30 days. And then because he might be a Nazir Tomei and now only he's only shaved because of Mitzorah, he has to wait another 30 days. Well, then he shaves at the end. He restarts, he counts 30 days and then he shaves and then he can keep his Nazirus properly and the shape. So again, I'm not going into the details, but what the point here is that because of all his doubts, that he, you've got to take them all into account. You've got to take the possibility that he's just a Nazitahar. You've got to take into the possibility that he's just a Nazitahar. You've got to take into the possibility that he's just a Mitzara. Remember, the Mitzara needs two shavings. On the, generally on the first day of purification and on the seventh day. But here, um, and you've got to take into account that he might be all three, both of them. He might be a Nazir Tome and a Mitzara. So, and each of those create gaps of problems because you can't, if he's a Nazir Tahar, then he's not allowed to shave till the end of his term, till 30 days. Again, if he was clearly a Tome Mace, then he just keeps seven days shaves and continues. If he was clearly just a Mitzara, he would do his purification for being a Mitzara and then continue. But here he might only be a Nazir Tahar, he has to keep a full 30 days. And then we've got to take, oh, but now what's he? He might be a Mitzara, so he needs to shave his whole body as a Mitzara before he can continue. So if he's a Nazir Tahar and a Mitzara, then again the Mitzara would normally be in the gap. But he's might, he might be a Mitzara, so he has to keep another 30 days in case he's a Mitzara and his Nazirus didn't really work. But he can't shave after seven days. Why? Because maybe he's a Nazir Tahar. Wait, if he's a Nazir Tahar. Or maybe he's a Nazir Tomei. No, maybe he's a Nazir Tahar. And therefore he has to wait till the end of 30 days. So 60 days. And then, but so, so by the time you've taken into all the accounts, you're on day, day uh, 90. Again, I'm not going through all the details again. You've got, to work, you've got to work out each permutation and push it another 30 days later to be safe that, you, that he's not shaving when he might be a nausea and not allowed to shave. And then it's also got to take into account that he can't shave too early and he's also not allowed to shave for a dual purpose. So that's why you end up waiting till day 90. Day 90, he can end up keeping his nazirus. In case, in case, in case, on so day 90. And then on day 120, he can end his Nazirus. That's where we are. So it's, you actually end up having to keep four gaps. So there's just... So, he can eat Kodshim after 60 days. Not going to calculate wine after 60 days. He can only drink wine and become Tamil Amazim after 120 days. says, Vatani Murim. Again, yeah, because once he's kept 60 days, he's dealt with the, with the being a Mitzora and Tomei and brought the Korponos, therefore he's no longer restricted from Kodjim. But he still might be a Nozis for another 60 years. It says, When is this Benazirus? Mu'etes, with a short term Nazirus. Aval Benazirus Bas Shona. But let's say he said, I'll be a Nozir for a year. He has to wait two years. Again, you'll notice it's just double. Instead of 30 days to 60 days, it's one year to two years. 
And instead of a instead of another sixty days, another two terms, it's another two full years, because that's how long he is, a nozir for forty years for four years. If you're gonna tell me like Rav Chizda that it is sufficient for him to just keep to count the days that is a Mitzorah as part of his days. It is sufficient for him to just keep three years and 30 days. Interesting, it will work out to be two years, 30 days, and then a third year to take into account for all his Naziris. But again, if you're saying that the days that he's a Mitzorah can count as Naziris, he should not have to keep four years, he should only have to keep three years and 30 days. As I said, if you go back into the calculation, I'm not going to do it now, but it's a, a year for his one Naziris, a year for his Mitzorah, but since he might not be a Mitzorah, he, and he might be a Nazir, so, or, or a Nazir who was a, a, a Nazir Tome, so he has to only shave for his Mitzorah after a full year, so that's two years, then 30 days, um, for, by the way, he's a, he's a, he's a full Nazir, Oh, for, for 30 days of hair growth because according to Rav Chizdi you can count the days that he was in Mitzorah as part of his Naziris and then another year in case he was a Nazir Tome and a Mitzorah. So it ends up being three years and 30 days instead of four years. Must be he does not count the days of being a Mitzorah as a, the days of being a Mitzorah as part of the days of his Naziris count. And that's a refutation of Rav And we're going to give a second refutation of Rav tomorrow, but we'll leave it there for today.